This podcast is part of the ACAST Creator Network. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to The Stand with Eamon Dunphy. Now... The special military operation, as Vladimir Putin calls it, continues in Ukraine. It is, of course, an invasion and a brutal one involving war crimes of the most horrible type. And it is, of course, mostly from a Ukrainian perspective that we view this conflict. But there is also, on the other side of it, a Russian perspective and in particular, since the sort of uprising that was led by Yevgeny Prigozhin and his Wagner group of mercenaries, which marched to within 200 kilometers of Moscow before turning back. And it's a pleasure to welcome again to the stand, Dmitry Olovsky. He is the chief editor for the YouTube channel Kordakovsky.live. Before the war, he was deputy editor-in-chief for TV Rain in Moscow. He moved to Lithuania when the war began, and independent media outlets, including TV Rain, were closed down in Russia. Dmitry, uh, good day to you, and thank you very much for joining us. The news from Moscow is particularly interesting in the last 24 hours we know about the Kersh Bridge being attacked successfully by the Ukrainians, limited success, but still success. But I see that yet another Russian general has been fired or dismissed for telling the truth or his truth about the Ukraine problems. Ivan Popov, he commanded the 58th Combined Arms Army, which is fighting on the front line near Zaporizhia, and he accused the Russian military leaders in Moscow of not supporting him. Uh, it's quite a strong attack on the military leaders. What does that tell us about, A, morale among uh, the Russian fighters, and B, the willingness to take a dangerous step on the face of it and attack the top brass people like Shoigu, the Minister for Defence, or Garasimov, who is uh, leading the army? 
Uh, hello, and thank you very much for uh, having me. Uh, well, first of all, let me mention that uh, the Ukrainian attack on uh, uh, Kerch Bridge or on Crimea yes. Bridge, as everybody actually uh, calls it, um, caused the um, uh, death of uh, two Russian citizens. Uh, which were not military, they were peaceful and they were coming back from Crimea to Russia. They were from Belgrade town, Belgrade city, yes. uh, which is uh, constantly under Ukrainian shootings, shoot, and um, uh, their daughter is still alive, 14 years old. Uh, so I don't know um, whether it was successful or not. It's pretty yes. hard to say. Well, they, they've hit the target. Um, concerning uh, General Ivan Popov, it's a very interesting case because uh, that was actually, I guess, the first Russian high-ranked military official general who was so critical to the army and so critical to Shoigu and uh, Gerasimov. And uh, he actually used that uh, genre of uh, Mr. Prigozhin. He did the uh, voice message. Uh, but he was addressing his soldiers. He called them uh, my beautiful gladiators. Yes. Uh, and he was addressing them like they were his own soldiers, like they were his own army. So that basically brings us to some, I guess, period or age of um, medieval ages. Uh, where every general or yes. powerful man used to have his own army and he was in charge of it, he was in command of it. Uh, but basically what he said doesn't, um, the, his message didn't give us um, some sort of a new understanding of uh, problems, Russian army in Ukraine. His army was um, uh, in charge of... Um, fighting for the uh, city of Mariupol in the beginning of war. Yes. And now they were the one to face the Ukrainian counter-offensive operation. Uh, so they fought a lot, and uh, the war for them was really tough. That was really hard for them. And uh, he said that uh, the uh, 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 Shoigu and Gerasimov, they cannot provide uh, the rotation for the, uh, for the for his soldiers, and uh, there is uh, there are there are huge problems with the counter uh, counter artillery uh, fightings. So this is what we actually already know about um, about the army. Yes, and he said that he didn't get the support behind him, and as you say, he referred very you know, favorably to his own troops. The question that arises, I suppose, Dimitri, is that he felt able to say what he said and to survive. Because as we understand it, and I've researched it, there are 11 senior military figures, generals mostly, who have uh, disappeared, either fallen out of favor or fallen out of a window. It, there seems to be around Putin now, a sense of instability, and particularly since Prigozhin made his move, I think it's three weeks ago now, on Moscow and then stopped. He doesn't, Putin from where we're looking, doesn't appear to have the same authority that he once had. Is that your view or am I misreading it? I actually would like to agree with you. Yes, we see that uh, Putin is in crisis, and uh, it started uh, from the coup attempt by Prigozhin almost a month ago, actually, yes. quite quite a long time ago. 
But uh, since we haven't seen Mr. Surovikin, uh, who is uh, the famously known General Armageddon, who yes. is so loved by Western media. Yes, and he was involved in the business in Syria, which was brutal and cruel. He was part of that conflict as well, wasn't he, and, and led it. Yes. Yes. Precisely. And that guy, he's a real butcher. He's a thug, he's a butcher, and he has disappeared. But we know that uh, when Prigozhin started uh, his march, uh, Suravikin was the one who was saying, no, guys, you got to stop over there. Don't march on Russia. Stop on, on Moscow. Uh, stop your temple of the coup. So uh, let's make uh, let's make a peaceful deal. But we see actually it didn't help him a lot. Though General Popov, uh, who's uh, um, who's actually nickname is Spartak, uh, he uh, he is very highly unlikely a fan of Suravikin. Right. I think uh, he's a proper Putin's general. The, the guy who is actually, who plays on the same side with Putin and yes. Rigozhin. And funny thing, actually, uh, Iman, you know that uh, Spartak is not only the name of, um, uh, of the gladiator, but there is also a Russian football club called Spartak. Yes, that's right. And, yeah, I remember um, them, yes. Do you know who's the I do, main yes, I remember them. Of- yes, I was, I was a footballer myself in, in my yeah, past. That's what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, okay. So the, the, the main rival of uh, football club Spartak is another Moscow club named uh, CSKA, yes. Central Soviet Army Club. Ah, so okay. we see that Spartak is, uh, is fighting again uh, the Soviet uh, Army. And uh, this is quite peculiar, I guess. Yes, tell me about Progozhin. And from reports we're getting in the West... It seems nobody knows exactly where he is right now. Yes, yes, absolutely. We know that uh, a part of his mercenaries of BMC Wagner Company uh, are um, currently uh, moving to Belarus uh, with all their techniques, with some of their stuff. And uh, we know that they are preparing some sort of a camp in Belarus, uh, not far from Minsk, and actually not far from the place where I am now, actually. It's uh, around 300 uh, kilometers from Lithuania, yes. from Vilnius, from NATO, from European Union. And I think that that move uh, was uh, uh, made uh, to destabilize um, the sense of um, security in the European region. Uh, powerful people who have uh, uh, only mm, hunger for blood. Um, they are now almost at the entrance uh, to, to Europe. And uh, nobody knows what they want to do there, how they will behave themselves. And uh, Lukashenko is a pretty tough guy. And he's a very secret guy. We don't know what, what's on his mind. And yes. uh, let's remember uh, how he dealed, uh, how he dealt with the revolution in Belarus. Yes. Uh, it was like two or three years ago. So I, I can't remember exactly right now. Um, so he might need actually that mercenaries. But the uh, question that really bothers me we know that uh, Putin and the Russian budget spent lots of money on Prigozhin and on his mercenaries. Now, Lukashenko is not that rich and Belarus is not that rich. Yes. So how are they going to pay them? What's, what's, what's money? Uh, where, where are they going to take it from? And uh, this is the, the main question, actually, that bothers me. And I still don't know 
anything about it. Though Prigozhin is uh, pretty quiet um, last days, I, I'd rather say last weeks, he used to be very active in, um, in uh, social media. He used to give lots of interviews, lots of uh, voice messages uh, through his Telegram account. Uh, but now we do not hear a lot from that guy. Uh, some critics say that he might be actually gone already. Right. There was a report in uh, the British newspapers that he may have stomach cancer. I don't know about the accuracy of that. But you're you're suggesting that Putin may may have already taken him out. Uh, that is quite possible, actually. And uh, we, uh, I, I am not a doctor, and I haven't seen yes. Gordon and haven't examined uh, his stomach. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it's uh, quite possible. Uh, we are aware that uh, he was. Um, um, he was doing some treatment in one of St. Peter's uh, very elite, very uh, posh uh, medical clinics. Uh, but uh, we don't know anything about his um, state for, for, for this moment, uh, for now. We have seen actually one of his photos um, a couple of days ago uh, where he's sitting on a bed in some camp uh, in his underwear. Yes, um, I saw that picture. Yeah. Quite, quite interesting. And this is not uh, the image of um, a powerful chief of um, mercenaries that we are, that, that we're used to see. Yes. This is something, something new. Now, the Ukrainian summer offensive is moving slowly, I think it seems, uh, all reports suggest. The Russians have fields of mines, they have very good defenses and trenches, and Ukraine is not making rapid progress. It's making slow progress. But is there any particular symbolism in blowing up a part of the Kirsch Bridge? Because the Kirsch Bridge was very much a Putin project. He drove across it. It links Russia, southern Russia, to Crimea, and therefore is an important target. There, there is a lot of symbolism in um, the attack on uh, Kerch Bridge. Um, well, let me remind you that um, a year ago, on that day, uh, Dmitry Medvedev, who used to be a Russian president yes. and prime minister, pretty liberal one, um, now he's the deputy secretary of, um, uh, of Defense Council in Russia. Uh, so a year ago, he said, if anybody will uh, try to attack Crimea, uh, we will be reacting very, very seriously. And uh, he said it's going to be apocalyptic for Ukrainians. Yes. Uh, so a year has passed, and um, strictly on that day, Ukrainians uh, did what they did. Uh, secondly, uh, do you know what uh, uh, international holiday was yesterday? Uh, that was the, the, the day of international uh, justice, uh, the day uh, of um, international courts, uh, which is right. um, celebrated in the whole world. Yeah. And you know that there is a tiny, cozy uh, European town in Netherlands, which is looking forward uh, for Putin's visit to this place. I'm talking about The Hague. And, uh, second, and, and thirdly, uh, on that day, uh, a tragedy with the MH17 happened. 
Yes. So there is a lot of symbolism in yesterday's attack. Though I feel very sorry about um, Russian family who has died of there. Of course, yes, and the child as well who was injured. Other reports that we are getting from American military leaders is that this could be a very long war and there is a long, long way to go. Would that have any meaning for you or do you have any assessment about where we are now in terms of the length of this war? You see, I was looking really forward to, for this summer. Yes. Because, uh, as we have discussed, uh, my point of view was that the events of this summer and uh, um, what's going on on front and in Russia and in Kyiv uh, will uh, mean a lot. It will be an indicator of the nearest future for us. Yes. And uh, we see that uh, the uh, offensive operation of um, Ukrainian armed forces uh, is ongoing, but as you've mentioned, uh, it's really very slow. And I think that uh, this is the sign of the very slow and um, um, very violent war. Uh, we know that Ukrainians are fighting now for almost every field, for for almost every square kilometer. So I think that gives us um, um, an understanding of uh, how things will roll on in future. This war will last long, and um, maybe we are somewhere at around uh, uh, midterm of it. But I think uh, it will it will take longer than all of us thought. Now uh, you mentioned Sorovkin. Uh, General Armageddon, he has not been seen in public since the Wagner mutiny. This is when Prigozhin marched uh, towards Moscow, got within 200 kilometers. Shurovikin and Prigozhin were close to each other, we understand. Is that correct? And the fact that both of them now are quote-unquote resting or maybe dead how significant is that? And how significant also, Dimitri, is the fact that 11 other top military men are also disappeared? I, it, it, that must be very destabilizing for Putin and for the Russian leadership in general. We actually don't know what's going on with them. So uh, let's... Um uh, I suggest uh, there are two options. Uh, first of all, uh, they are taken off from their um, posts, from their duties, yes. uh, and they are under some sort of NDA. Uh, secondly, interrogated uh, somewhere in uh, Lubyanka uh, using some special measures, as they used yes. to call it during yes. Stalin's period, Stalin's era. And uh, we, know, we definitely know that FSB... Uh, works uh, pretty much uh, with the same terms and the conditions as their angster. Yeah, I'd, I'd to just let our listeners know, the FSB used to be known as the KGB, correct? Yes. Uh, and sorry. it's Putin was in it in Germany. That's where he comes from. Yes, and uh, before running for presidency, he was the head of uh, FSB. 
Uh, and FSB actually is in charge of uh, providing all the intelligence uh, to president and to Russia's military before uh, the uh, attack in um, before the war started in uh, last February. Uh, so basically, that guys are pretty powerful. But this is also the main problem of my country and of my people. Uh, nobody mm, after the uh, Soviet Union collapsed said that um, KGB um, is a monster. Yes. Uh, that uh, their archives um, should be published. Yes. Uh, that all the uh, people who were in charge of uh, um, of executions uh, should be arrested and uh, uh, their names should be public. Uh, this is why things went um, in the way they did. This is uh, the problem of uh, Putinism and of uh, current Russian regime and of war in Ukraine itself. Um, concerning, uh, yeah, let's go back to the generals and uh, to Surovikin. Uh, I think um, Putin will have to show us them. He cannot keep his his mouth shut about them for, for such a long period of time. And uh, it's almost a month since the coup started. Uh, so let's wait a little bit. And I guess uh, we'll get some news about them. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Let me ask you about your fellow countrymen and women who are living In Russia, there is an election, I know, next year now, and I know a Russian election is not quite like an American election. Um, you won't get Donald Trump, for one thing. But the mood of people, their morale, how is it? Um, this is actually what bothers me. I've been uh, looking, I've been watching some interviews from Crimea and uh, from Moscow, and um, people are... Um, they don't care. This is what really right. makes me upset. Yes. They don't care. I do not understand, is it uh, what they really think? Or is it yes. their sort of 
a defensive mechanism of their uh, mind, of their soul. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, because they 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 worry about everything in the world, about uh, summer, about temperature, about uh, price on fruits. Yes. About their vacation on Black Sea, uh, but they prefer not to take a close look on what's going on. I I tend to believe that uh, this is their uh, defensive reaction, yes. and uh, they don't want to see things uh, around them. But uh, they will have to one day. The other question, there are two other questions I I have for you, Dmitry. One is about the support for Putin among oligarchs and how important that support is. And how it manifests itself. Uh, the this is very important. Our Russian oligarchs—they are not oligarchs. They are uh, called allies of Putin. There used yes. to be oligarchs who used to have both money and power. Yes. But um, now they are like uh, wallets of uh, Mr. Putin. Yes. They are just uh, walking, uh, walking jars with the coins. <laughs> yes. And, uh, this is it. And uh, I think that. Um, uh, because of the recent events, uh, they um, tend even to gather closer to Putin uh, because they see that uh, uh, Prigozhin could uh, come to Moscow and uh, he's very anti-elite. Right. He's very anti-oligarch. He's saying that they are not effective and uh, he's saying that let's take their, uh, their houses, their cash, their money and let's divide it. Yes, and the, the, that scene we saw in the city took over, was it Rostov? Rostov, yeah. Yeah, exactly. and we saw him posing for selfies and all the young guys mm -hmm. uh, cheering him and shaking his hand. Are they doing that because they know about his sort of view of the oligarchs? Yeah, yeah, right. exactly. And sometimes uh, I actually look at him and get some Navalny vibes. <laughs> uh, famous yeah. Russian whistleblower and yes. anti-corruption activist who is now imprisoned. So he took something from him, and um, uh, he's a monster. But um, yeah. you know, let me say that uh, he's pretty charismatic and he knows how to speak with people. Right. A final question, Dmitry, for now. Next year in the United States in November there is a presidential election. At the moment. Donald Trump is 50-50 to be the next president of the United States at, at, to have a second term in office. I'm sure, or, or am I right in believing that Putin will be watching this, that you as a journalist will be watching this, and that if Trump becomes the next president of the United States, it's very, very good news for Putin and his project. Exactly. Yes, uh, President uh, Trump is a crucial figure for um, uh, for Russian president. Uh, they are um, their bodies. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> it's very important for uh, Ukraine to get the support of, of yes. the West and of uh, the United States. Um, as far as we can assess now at the moment, uh, Donald Trump is not eager to spend a lot of money on supporting Ukraine. Yes. He wants to take all that money and to save them for 
for the inner needs. Yes. Uh, so that will be a very bad news, extremely bad news for 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 Ukraine, for Kiev, for President uh, Zelensky. So um, we should hope and pray that Trump uh, would not win that elections, and uh, maybe there would be um, a new figure, something new from Republican Party. Because not all the Republicans are happy with the president, with Trump as a president. The bad uh, news, Dmitry, is he's leading all the other Republicans by forty percent. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, as for now. But you know, American uh, politics is a very vivid process. Uh, yeah. So it might change any time. Okay. Dmitry Ilovsky, we're very grateful to you for joining us from Lithuania, where you exiled too because you believe in the freedom to speak and we're very grateful to you take care of yourself we're grateful to Dimitri to all of you for listening that's all we have time for now we'll talk to you soon planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.